Still in contention for Best Nats Podcast. So you guys putting in the work, running every one of them out. Working a nice, hard, weekly Nat shift. I'm Ken Marangolo. He is Kevin Ricca. I am happy to be back in the basement, but uh, I can't say I'm ecstatic about what transpired this afternoon. I know. it's So, you know, we get to the First Amendment Sports Podcast Studio at the end of a long news day uh Tuesday, and the um, it was a lot of activity about our Nats. We'll, we'll kind of stay somewhat traditional. We are going to talk about what's going on with the team, um, but a lot happened today that is what's going on with the team. So uh, we come in to the day, I believe, seven and a half out of first. Is that right? Back. Starting a series against the Phillies, who are themselves in second place behind the Braves. Um, so we're not even getting to take our punches at the, at the top dog at the moment um, and I'm just going to say I love especially now I love seeing a three man series of Roark Strasburg and Scherzer um, it, it, it's per- timed perfectly against an opponent we need to sweep um, best pitcher in baseball since the all-star break not named Scherzer is Roark and and damn Scherzer's no Roark I know I mean it's almost like Scherzer's no Roark so Listen, we, do we have a great week? Not really. Haven't had nah, too many. No, nah, no. Nah, 12-1 on Sunday. To the, hand, the Marlins keep just shoving it right up our ass. That, you know what? That, 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 got, that got Murph and Adams on the, uh, on the one-way ticket out of town. Well, so... And no, not, the, not their fault. Not their fault. Just their, uh, their, their situation. Situational baseball. Uh, you know... We talk about a trade deadline where there's an opportunity to make some moves and shake things up. I, I think um, just like we've seen in other D.C. sports, when you talk about Grunfeld uh, maybe taking it a little bit, uh, a few extra dice rolls on uh, Arenas, Jameson, and Butler, or um, even with the Redskins. which he played dice with them? I never knew that. Uh, you know, he, he kept them around. Probably for at least one or two more years. Yeah, he rolled them bones about a year too long. Yeah, Jameson, great, great all-time wizard. I yeah, think absolutely. Um, Class act. We've, as fans especially, we've gotten into the uh, act of thinking that there's um, always some core to a team you want to keep intact. And with the Redskins, my always my response was always core what? Uh, for so long there, there was really nothing that you would wanted to retain a core of. I think. Unlike all the D.C. teams, the Washington Nationals are just stacked with talent. They were yesterday. They're still stacked today. And kind of before we go any further, I just want to be clear that seven and a half games back today for this Nationals roster is not a done deal. It's just not. One game under 500, third place in the National League East. There's no team in baseball that can, I don't think, that it, or maybe a couple that could could make that comeback. I think the Nats are one of them. I think this division's one of them that could, that it could happen in. So, Kevin, I'm, I'm I'm not waving the white flag. No, I'm not a white flag waver. But when your uh, front front office and uh, ownership essentially pulls out a tiny version of a white flag and waves it all up in your face with a letter, you know it's not exactly uh, <laughs> fills a man with confidence. A huge problem with the letter. I have a huge problem with the letter. Yeah, the, the, I mean, ha, listen, if 
you want to gamble, go out and get a starter. Help the bullpen out a tad, knowing there's injuries everywhere. Knowing that Geo has just transformed into just a huge bag of turds. Kevin, I'm sitting in Beltway traffic on Sunday afternoon in, in October, early November of 2012. Chris Johnson, CJ, head of the, the team, uh, 980, is in my passenger seat, and we're sniping at each other like a married couple who's been together for 100 years because the Redskins had just lost to, I believe it was the Carolina Panthers, they had to get to three and six. And we're listening to sports radio, the post-game pressers. Uh, and as we're bitching at each other, we hear the words, evaluation mode, from Mike Shanahan. And it, the record, you know, kind of spun to a stop, scratched to a stop. And we look at each other and we're like, wait, what? It wasn't that we didn't believe in our hearts that the Redskins team was by far not good enough to go to the playoffs. It was that it was week nine. And you're talking about off-season stuff. And to me, this letter is an off-season letter. And it is not the off-season. And I, if you can, I, I will welcome the debate, and I will not call you wrong if you tell me I'm dreaming and I'm living and I'm looking through rose-colored glasses and, and I'm not facing reality. It's a fair argument. But I'm, I, I look on the standings, and I still see games left to be played. I still see Scherzer. I still see Strasburg and Rowart going out in this series. I still see Harper. 37 games left to be played. 37 games left. And, and I, would do, I am not I'm not giving a concession speech to teams that we have rolled forever. This is not, I mean, what, what, where is the, that's not even honorable. I really thought Mark Lerner was going to put his mark on this trade deadline. And he seems to think he did. He seems to think he did the right thing. And now he seems to think he needs to tell us that he gambled. We, you don't gamble if you don't get any chips. And, uh, you know, the only chips he had, he gave up. That's an ante. That's not going all in. No, and, and really, in my opinion, I've been, we've, I've, I, 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 I have plenty of things that I re- repeat, and the Verlander thing to me is one of them. This is the move that should have gotten made, should have gotten made last year. There was no Verlander there this year. Uh, we had the pieces to do it. Uh, I, I don't like that we didn't do it. I take my hat to Houston and to Verlander. Congratulations, Justin, by the way, on, on the announcement of you and Kate's baby. I think that's fantastic news. The last year of his life, he is just pulling just rabbits out of his ass, out of, uh, from left, right, clown hand, whatever you got. He certainly is on one side of the spectrum of, of awesome life uh, syndrome. But um, I, listen... It's an off-season letter from owners who need to learn that it's you don't write off-season letters during during the season. And you know what? The, here's the one thing is I, I understand the urge to want to say something or be present in front of fans when you move a guy like Daniel Murphy. That part I understand, and I can and I, I it was done wrong, in my opinion, in this done wrongly. Um, but Daniel Murphy deserves to to go not just with like a ticker, you know, scrolling headline at the bottom and nothing else. So I, I like that part of it. I mean, Murph got up there and gave quite a quite a talk this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do love that there's no parting shots. He thinks he seems to think Davey is the guy for the job. You know, a lot of the players took it on their chin today. I like that Zim took it on the chin and said, we're, we're putting a place to succeed. But this, this has got to be so awkward to show up to the park. Now, maybe it's one of those things, like you're talking about, 3-6 and 6 and, 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 and 2012, and 
maybe, you know, there's, there's a little pot of gold at the end of this uh, non-colored rainbow. Yeah. In case but, you were living under a rock, RG3 won seven straight. We yeah. won the division and went to the playoffs. Against the division specifically and the Baltimore Ravens in that little run. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a lot of teams that we don't like that went down as a result of evaluation mode. Maybe it's a, a band of brothers come together and despite the situation, make some magic happen. But unless Gio pulls his left arm completely out of wherever the hell yeah. it's been, it's not, you know, it's going to be difficult to do with not enough bullets in the, in the holster. Uh, I, but you know what? Getting out to an early lead tonight. I don't know if everyone's paying attention yep. here and not listening live, but we will see. And you know what I'm going to do, and you know that I'm going to do it. We're going to watch every inning of every, every, every of the rest one. of this season and enjoy the hell out of it because there's a lot to enjoy. And uh, I do think this move was made with an eye towards the future. I'm very curious to see uh, how that transforms. Uh, you know, recouping some of that money, I guess, was important for moving on. And, and there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of decisions to be made this offseason, but like you said, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to not have meaningful baseball this fall. 37 games. I'm not meaning, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to not DVR the game every night and check it out whenever I get a second and and and, and call my son up and say, look what, look what Trey Turner just did. Uh, that, that was a dud of a letter from Mark Leonard. It was a dud. It was like a, it was like a noogie. Like it was just annoying. It, it was, Come on, man. It was amateur hour. Um, it, it, so for all of our fellow baseball fanatics, just so we can put it, tag it on our uh, podcast over uh, our, our long 50-year career that we intend to have, revocable waivers. This happens every single season. Um, teams put guys on there all the time. This isn't Harper's first time on revocable waivers. It's not any of these guys' first time on revocable waivers. It's, it's why deals get done after the trading deadline every year. The Nats do these deals all the time. You know, they t- tend to be on the buying side. Um, Kendrick came after uh, the yeah. deadline last year, I believe, um, who, who, by the way, all of a sudden looks like he might be a second baseman next year. Uh, but but this, this, is a pro- this is a good problem that the Nationals have. This, that's why it's not rebuilding. It is an eye to the future, but I almost laugh at that because the window for the Nats is wide open and it's going to be for a while, even regardless of whether or not Harper signs. Although I, I want him to sign and I... I do too. He increases our chances. But I but I agree with that statement. We're not we're not dead in the water without his signature on, on paper in town. It's not a, that's not the case. You look at the talent coming back. I mean, as long yes. as you have Max Scherzer and and hopefully a healthy Strasburg, but we got him for five more years. Max for three. There's talent everywhere for the next two years. There is, and uh, you know, I, we we talked about on this show was it before the deadline, well before the deadline, about guys that. Um, that could move, that we could potentially get something for. I think the thing that sticks in my crawl the most about today's move with Danny Murphy is that he was definitely somebody I had targeted for for something the Nats could somebody the Nats could get a lot for before the deadline. I'm not saying that they wanted to trade him then or even that they wanted to trade him now, but my problem is, and he wasn't hitting 300 then either. So, but but no, he's working his way back in. He admitted today yeah. he was a dead dog for four weeks out there limping yeah. around. So his trade value, exactly like we talked about, wasn't exactly at its apex. It increased the most after the trade deadline, well, which is like that, the biggest. And that's part of the injury. And that's what we talked the about, the microfracture crap. Yep. That is not a, a knee injury in the offseason. That is a one-year situation. And they let him play his way through it. And I think that's the gamble they're talking about. When they're talking about this gamble, he was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he was up there front and center today, getting his chance to speak to the media. And what a class act. What a great Matt. It's Murphy. We'll be rooting for him. 
And, and I was, I, I was more thinking that because of, of the microfacture deal, I, I always thought that the natural thing was to play him to the, to the American League before the deadline. Um, so, and I hate to see him play for play for the Cubs. Since, since I do still see us as a playoff contender, I don't want to be playing against Daniel Murphy in the playoffs. No one should ever want to play against Daniel Murphy in the playoffs. But if we're being honest, the Nationals window doesn't close at all without Daniel Murphy. Um, only because, you know, dynastically or organizationally or over the you know, he's an older guy, and we actually do have young talent. And you know what we. We, and, and we also have older guys. Like you said, Kendrick, we, we don't have a shortage of young or old guys. No, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm not so sure about the impact he had off the field. You know, if we don't have Ryan Zimmerman signed up for the next two years, which we do, mm-hmm. Daniel Murphy can play some first base for, for anyone for the next two seasons. Yep. He's got that ability to go play first. You know, he doesn't have to be a second guy. He doesn't have to be a DH. We talked about Wilson Ramos last year. You know, two years ago, when he tears his ACL, everyone all of a sudden goes, well, he's got to be an American League guy. He's got to be a DH. Now, look, he's playing up up, up 95 a couple hours, driving me batshit crazy yep. that he's a Philly in a pennant race in crunch time Yeah, with a, about a six-and-a-half game lead on us. Yep. I hate it. I hate it. You know what? He rebounded from that injury the way a champion does, had a hell of a season, and now he put himself in a spot to be in contention to play catcher anyway for the next two or three seasons. You know, sometimes these guys get pigeonholed, and yes, Murphy's a great hitter, and everyone automatically links that up to the American League. Damn, I wish that it wasn't the case for us. I wish we could bring him back to play a little first base with a guy like a Matt Adams backing him up. Yeah. You know, I, I, stuff like that. Now, it's not going to happen here. Nope. It's just not the case. Uh, Captain is the face of the franchise, and, and he's, he's not going playing anywhere. well. And, and in, he's a great hitter, man. Health is Career 280. Issue. He's a great right-handed hitter. He's yes. a fantastic right-handed bat. If people a class act, I mean he's he's not going anywhere. He's ours for two more years, so that's not going to happen. He'll, he's going to get over 300 home runs uh, on our watch. Um, I love the guy. He's going to be great. I love him. Um, so, so we go into a series with the Phillies. We have uh, a few chances. Do you think that's a little bit any oh, yeah. better? Too loud? Yeah. I mean, I love that voice. You know, Eddie. Eddie's Eddie can he can swing it, but uh, how's that? That's beautiful. Let's this is what Mark Leonard sang to us today. Give us some you feedback. Gotta hide your music, love guys. away. Yeah, hide it. Come on. All right. So Mark Lerner, to me, uh, needs to, to to make up for for, for what he did today. Um, the, the Nationals. I just think yeah. Listen, you got to win three. You know, keep aiming to win three out of four, which we we haven't been necessarily knocking that out of the park. But for a while, we suck at it. Our last ten was looking pretty good against the last ten of the, the other guys except only by a game or a half a game, you know, and it's, which isn't going to get it done. So um, but we have some chances to do it against them. I, I think the Phillies are still the team to beat between them and the Braves. And so if that's true, we, we play the Phillies nine times starting now. Um, get the Braves again one more time. See, series. I'm on the Braves side of this coin. You think so? I, a guy like Freddie Freeman makes all the difference in the world to me. I think you got a lefty bat in crunch time and, you know, Marquecas out and right having this career season. Yep. You know, it's, it's nuts to have two vets like that. And they that. got a good rookie. And, uh, yeah, man, it, that's that's going to be the, that's gonna come down to the wire for him in the rookie of the year with our guys. So, yep. I just think, uh, you know, we've always talked about this thing. as I mentioned it last week about this This Nats team has been like a, you know, a 20 handicap golfer. And, you know, one thing comes, one thing goes, and it's plugging fingers. And, you know, our bench goes two for 31 last week, Ken. And the week that Bryce Harper hits 400, has seven RBIs and starts ripping the ball. Our bench, our bench, which has been so good at the beginning of the year, 
two for 31 with no walks, nine Ks, and no, no RBIs. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You know, I don't think our bullpen was that bad. Our starting pitching was pretty decent. And, uh, you know, we're just not getting, not getting it done across the wire. We have no rhythm. Yep. You know, we haven't gotten into anything. Aside from the month of May, which was phenomenal. The best month. I loved it. It was awesome. That was the Remember favorite. May? I do. Uh, that was when we were supposed to DC. start doing that on a regular. Mm, the All-Star game was right around the corner. You know, I don't want the, the Home Run Derby to be the highlight of this season. It's, uh, you know, someday it might be. But I'm still, I'm still in, the, in the passenger seat with these guys. I'm not hopping out. In fact, I feel it for the players. You know, a guy like Murphy leaving that dugout. That's a big void. That is a brainiac baseball player. That guy has helped everyone around him. He is a manager to be for many, many years, and maybe we'll have him back here in that capacity someday. I mean, he could, he's a hitting coach already, so... Um, yeah, you don't be, need to pay one. That would be awesome. Uh, God, get three against... If we could get... If we could get, you know, close the gap between us and second over the next three games, that would be huge. We got the right guys going... Um, the, our best chance, assuming Strasburg's healthy, our best chance is yeah. Rowark, Strasburg, Scherzer. That's the best way you could start off a 37-game run having to win as many games as humanly possible. And I'm a little excited to read that, and I didn't see what happened, and maybe we could figure that out, but uh, Herrera, you know, they're trying to activate two and get him into town for the game today, and Herrera was going to go out there and chuck it around a little bit, and that was going to be someone they were going to activate if he had a good session today. Uh, I hadn't read anything close to that in, in recent Doolittle's days. back sitting out there. I, I, what the what what in the shit happened with him, man? I've heard ingrown toenail and then a setback. Like, listen, man. Like, what? I love yeah. the guy. We got him for two more years, and that's a that's a big talented arm to have. Yep. What the hell happened? I don't. That's I mean, all like of a sudden, he, I'm injuries. watching him at the home run derby. He's moving around just fine, and then he went out and threw two days ago, and he said it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was okay. So he's still feeling discomfort. I mean, Jesus. he's probably wearing steel toe. I know, Nikes. and I know. Look, I don't mess with the toe thing. I, I understand it. I've had turf toe in my time. I understand. You can't push off. You don't feel right. It takes your your equilibrium and throws it out there. But God bless. You'd think that an injury like that with a guy that important to what we're doing yep. would be handled a tad bit differently. I can't imagine an ingrown toenail railroaded our closer season. Damn, uh, I- blisters and ingrown toenails. Just bring them on. <laughs> Wedgies, freaking he Charlie he pitched in the second. He hasn't pitched in the second half at all, has he? No. No, yeah. he had a setback like a week after the All-Star break, which you kind of feel like that's coming. You oh, just yeah. Look, I don't blame them for not being honest, but they're not. They're you not. Know? They weren't honest about Murphy. They're, they're never honest, and that's fine, but as a fan... You don't shut someone sucks. down over a toe. If, they, if he gets shut down, then you'll know it wasn't a toe injury. You don't shut someone down over a toe injury. I watched him moving around with Max Scherzer when Bryce Harper was down there hitting ball after ball into the night air in, in southeast D.C. What the... What, he was fine. He was moving mm-hmm. around. He was he was cheering. There seemed to be no issue. Oh, man. Thank God Seal walked in with an umbrella. I, I'm just... I'm a little sad. You know, yeah. Daniel Murphy and Matt Adams were just great guys. My son didn't take it very well. My niece and my nephews, they didn't take it very well. Everyone's sad. No one wanted to see Murph go, man. Nope. No, they did not. He's given us a lot, a lot of hits, a lot of big moments. Good man. He's a good man. It's so bittersweet for me because it's, I don't, I, actually, it's just bitter. It's no, just no sweetness. I mean, well, that's what Murphy said. It's bittersweet. I guess the sweet part is going to uh, a yeah, Cubs team to that has to, a shot at 
And you know, he as a Met three years ago, he stole their heart and soul. Yes. And robbed them with six home runs in seven games of going to a World Series single-handedly. So, you know, I don't know if that's going to work out real well for them, but they, they brought in the guy that did them in before they won it. It sucks that I was actually willing to put him out there, uh, and instead we end up doing it for... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't you know. know. We What's the guy's name? Justin. In with a little, whatever. Like, little hobble, a little hitch in his giddy up. This guy better be a freaking Hall of Famer. What's his, what's his name? Uh, Rizzo definitely uh, buttered his, uh, his buns with an uh, extremely exciting A League player. So, and, you a know pl- what? and a player to be named later. We'll get a player to be named later. It better be fr- Daniel Murphy. Straight cash homie <laughs> from St. Louis for Matt Adams. And by the way, that's awesome. That's a, that's a gift for, for Matt. Yes, it was. He stood in that. Batter's box last week and took that awesome standing O from the crowd. Every in Blue night Stadium. he got one. Every night it wasn't just one. You know that that, that was pretty cool. That's uh, that's that was done. The baseball gods all smile when that went down, yeah. and that's fair. Because we said on the offseason, he's the guy who came because yeah. people said, "Hey, it doesn't matter if it, you know you because we knew he could be a starter." The same as Adam Lynn, a guy who could play every day for he teams was Adam in this Lynn. It's exactly who he was yeah. for a little less money. Easily could play in the league every day came here because he wanted to be part of what we were up to. Uh, and when it didn't May, happen... I thought it was going to be an all-star, dude. I know. He was, yeah, he, for a while he was tracking. Um, and he gets to go to a place where the fans freaking love him. And that's but that makes me happy. So good for you, Matt. Yeah, good for see. both of them. They both get a shot to go do something good. Yep. And uh, I loved both of their class act responses to what happened today. And, uh, you know, it says a lot about what we got going on in that dugout. We got some quality individuals that's why I love watching it with my wife and kids, my family, my cousins, my friends in this basement. We, we respect the hell out of what we got going on here. Yeah. And uh, you know what? That's why it sucks. We need to get some freaking wins out of these dudes. Can we get an asshole in here that just kicks everyone's ass? I thought Eaton would Adam be the Eaton. guy. That was but Adam, but he's also, Adam. you see him running around in third base. Oh, yeah. he it's like a look. one-legged, it's like a horse that needs to be shot, even though he's pretty quick at it. Doesn't look very much better than Murph. And we keep saying it, but next year, it's his last year with us, and, and, and you imagine he's going to have a hell of a contract year, and I hope to God he's healthy for it. I mean, me too. We, we're better off. Maybe Robles could play second base. Who hey, knows? <laughs> listen. You watch Robots play center, you're not going to want to see him do anything else. Yep, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, can't wait for Howie Kendrick to be what Howie Kendrick was before he got hurt. And uh, if that's come off true. the bench with veteran leadership and a, we're doing and a just career fine. 290 right-handed hitter. <laughs> come on. All right, so what do we got? We got uh, three games against Philly tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday night. We go right into a road trip weekend set against the New York Mets. Uh, all night games on Friday and Saturday, Sunday afternoon, before we go back, uh, we, we return to a Philly series. Uh, three games set in Philadelphia. So you got the uh, Phillies tonight. Next time we meet, we'll be uh, facing off against the Phillies again. In fact, Scherzer is set to go um, for next. So it'll be a Scherzer night on, on uh, the Nat shift, thank God. Um, those are always the best nights. Yeah, oh. on a, you know what? We win a few more games. He gets thrown to that MVP race, too. We haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm sorry. That's what is he batting, right like 450? There. No, he's like batting no one, 295. No one in the his, 296, and 296. No, one in the, no one in the history of Major League Baseball has won the Cy Young and hit 300 in the same season. And I'm telling you right now, awesome the Cy game. Young, he's got more strikeouts and wins than anyone on a team that has robbed him of four extra wins. Yes. He lost four out of five and gave up two, 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 and one. 
This is a superstar competitor, a ridiculous athlete, and a, and a favorite son in Washington, D.C. He's a badass. So we get him a chance to get a little something-something, at least get that Cy Young, with a, with a sniff at the MVP if we go on a little win streak here, if we, if we don't just duck our tails. What are they saying? Is that, uh, is that like Scrooge McDuck? Did I just give a ducktail reference? Duck our heads between our tails? I mean, How does that one go? Ducktails is it's an underrated Woo-hoo. cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I love Huey, them. Dewey, and Louie. They're back, by the way. My kids watch. Yeah, but the, the ones they're not as good. Nah, how can they? They're be? not even trying on, on the animation. I can't believe animation from 15 years ago, <clears throat> 20 plus years ago, was is better than yeah. the animation that they're they're watching now. I, I can't believe we just got into Ducktales because I had a little fumble of the lip. What, what's the uh, strikeouts? Who's got the strikeouts? Scherzer's got the strikeouts, right? 234, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he's been cruising there. Um, he's he, DeGrom has the sick ERA, but he can I have mean, it. He doesn't have the wins, he doesn't have the strikeouts, and he is nope. he's a stud, but you know, he doesn't play the game like Max Scherzer. He doesn't Sorry. have the war, his, his, he doesn't have the whip. I mean, I, 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 I'm hearing a lot of DeGrom talk, and I'm, I'm hoping it's just talk. So that's that's mass New York media hyping up their long haired, the only bright spot of their season. Yep. Um, all right. Well, my friend, uh, I think we we put another one in the books. Not the season that we um, hoped to cover, but the podcast that we dreamed about having. I I, I strongly decline that. I never dreamed about this podcast. Come on. I, I we went Ducktales. The Nats are below five hundred. We just traded hits. I'm Adams. saying the Nat shift in general. I love the Nat shift. The Nat shift will continue regardless of. Uh, yeah. Old Marky Mark and the Learner Bunch. No season-ending trades. No uh, off-season No moves. nothing. And then the claim that they're gamblers. We're no, no gambling. We don't gamble. Beat it. I'll let Teenage Fan Club and uh, our boys from, uh, was it? Not De La. Oh, yeah. It's De La, right? Oh, fan, yeah. fan Club. I love it. It's a great song. From? Movie? No idea. Uh, Judgment Night, I believe. Oh, you stop moving me. I don't remember any of them. I know, but that the, the song Fallen was so great, and that movie was so forgettable. I'll watch an hour of a movie that I've already seen until I realize that I've already seen yeah. it. Yeah, so. that's the movie. It's Jeremy Piven, uh, Emilio Estevez, Dennis Leary. Uh, they go into the city in a Winnebago. It's ridiculously weird. We just after ourselves at the end of this one. No, 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 <laughs> no. This is this is this is a microcosm of our season. This is how I got. I've gotten over walk off home runs. Uh, and trades of favorite players, and it's, there's I'm plenty to of goodness. I'm write a punk ass gambling letter to all our fans. Yeah, stop with the gambling. All right, he's Kevin Ricca. I was uh, happy to be here. Let's continue this, Nats. Let's finish strong here. See what we can do. I'm Ken Marangolo, still in it for 162. Yeah, it takes a, it takes a real man to be in it for 162. And that's, I'm, where, that's where we at. And I'm in. That's where the basement. That's how the basement grows them. Until next Tuesday, on behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Nat Shift. You say I'm a dreamer. Underrated 80s song. We're two of a kind.